Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is At The Helm Sports. I am your host, Derek Helm. Thank you for joining us for our first ever episode. Please be sure to subscribe, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you feel so inclined, you can leave us a five-star review. That would help out greatly. So the goal of this podcast is basically going to be to put you in the driver's seat when it comes to daily fantasy sports and sports betting. The name is At The Helm Sports, obviously At The Helm because my last name is Helm, but also because when you're at the helm, you are steering the ship, you are in control. So that's kind of my goal is to make it so that you can set your own lineups in DFS, make your own picks and bets without having to fully rely on the so-called experts. Now, obviously, getting as much information as you possibly can is never frowned upon, but being able to determine what's actually noise and what actually helps goes a long way. So I am not a professional handicapper or a professional gambler, but I have been doing this for a while and I have been pretty profitable, especially for the past couple years. Um, Basically, when I started, I was probably about eight years old. My grandmother came home with those office pool tickets where you bet on each spread. Now, I had no idea it had anything to do with the money, but loved going through it with her every single week. We would actually go into the newspaper. Yes, I am old as shit. Uh, We would go through the newspaper basically every single week. We would look at the spreads of each game. We would pick who we thought was going to cover the spread. Then on Monday, we would go back into that same newspaper, and we would look at how we did. And I fell in love with it. I always loved football. I always loved sports growing up. So basically, it stemmed from there. As I got older, I started betting on Thanksgiving games, Super Bowl games, started winning those, and basically it turned into a passion. Eventually, I got into DraftKings and DFS, started winning tournaments in PGA and NFL, and then decided to start my own website, thehelmsports.com. Go check it out, which now led to this podcast. So for our first episode, I figured perfect timing, sports betting is now legal in New York. So if you've never bet before and you wanted to get into it, you are in the right place because basically what we're going to do today is go over some strategies, some terms, some ways to be profitable, and how to actually bet on sports. So some key things to keep in mind when you're going to start betting on sports. Number one, we're doing this to have fun. Now obviously you want to win your bets, but at the end of the day, if you're not having fun, this probably isn't the hobby for you. Keep in mind, you are not going to become a millionaire overnight. You are not all of a sudden going to win life-changing money. But the goal is basically to profit. Whether it's a dollar, whether it's $100, we want to come out at the end of each week with money in our pocket. Even professional handicappers and professional gamblers only win at about a 60, 60% clip. So you're not going to win every bet. you got to keep in mind that you are going to lose a little bit. But with that in mind, the next goal or strategy you should have is finding out what kind of gambler you're going to be. Are you someone that just wants to bet on the Super Bowl? Do you want to just bet on March Madness? Or are you somebody that's going to bet every single game, every single week, several times a week? What that will help determine is what your bankroll will be. Now, your bankroll is the amount of money you have to gamble. So the more often you're gambling, maybe the smaller your bets will be. If you're only making one bet per week, then obviously you can afford to bet a little bit more per game. So 
the amount you bet per game is generally what's referred to as a unit. You'll see this thrown around a lot. Basically, what a unit is, is a measurement of bet that usually equals about 1% of a player's total bankroll. Now, units are basically used to track winnings universally, regardless of how big your bankroll is. So whether you're betting $1,000 or $10, a unit basically specifies how much or how confident someone is in a bet. Now, another key term to know is the juice or the vig. When you are betting on sports, the house is always going to collect a small percentage on each bet. So if you're placing a bet, generally what you'll see is if you're betting $100, you're going to end up betting $110 to win $100. And that $10 is considered the vig or the juice. Now, what you'll see is the odds will be listed as minus 110. Now, what that is, is basically a money line. So the money line is a type of betting line which lays out the amount a player must wager in order to win that said amount. So sometimes you might see, let's just say, for instance, the Kansas City Chiefs are minus 175 to beat the Denver Broncos. That means you would have to lay $175 to win 100 so those odds are generally based off of a $100 bet. So when you see a minus next to a team or a bet, that is considered the favorite. Then the underdog is actually plus money. So in that same scenario, if you were to bet the Denver Broncos, the Denver Broncos would likely be plus 135. So a $100 bet would then get you back $135. So I hope that makes sense. Money lines are basically minus for the favorite and plus for the underdog. And those are the odds that you'll likely see. So those odds are, are strictly for a money line. And what a money line is, is basically you are just betting which team or which side is going to win. Now, the other type of bet you can make is with the spread. So in that same game, let's say it was Kansas City Chiefs minus four. That is the amount of points that the Chiefs have to win by for you to win your bet. So it's that simple. Basically, the favorite would be giving four points. The underdog would be getting four points. So if the Denver Broncos in this scenario lost by three points, they would win your bet. Because the spread is four, they only lost by three. Now let's say they ended up losing by exactly four points. In that scenario, basically you would tie with your bet, which is called a push. In that instance, you would get the money back that you had bet. So a push is basically a tie where they hit the exact number of the spread. Now where it gets a little tricky is when there's half points involved. So if instead of four points, it was three and a half, that half a point is what's called a hook. So that hook makes it so that there is no possibility of a push. So if the spread were three and a half, the favorite would have to win by four for you to win their bet. Obviously, you can't score a half a point. So it's either they win by four or more, you win your bet, or they win by three or less, and you would lose. So that brings us to our next type of bet, 
which is an over-under. So what you're betting on an over-under is that the outcome will be more or less than a specified number or total score. So in that same scenario, if the Chiefs are playing the Denver Broncos and the over-under is 48 points, you need both teams to combine for over or under 48 points. Obviously, over bets mean you need to score more than whatever the specified number is. Under bets, you need the game to score less than whatever the specified number is. Same thing as with a spread. You can push on over and unders. If there is that half a point or the hook, obviously there is no push. Another type of bet is a parlay. So a parlay is where you are basically just making multiple bets on the same bet. So we could bet Kansas City minus four and the over in that game over 48. You combine the two bets to get better odds. So instead of what your normal payout would be, you would get a much better payout. And obviously the more bets you add to your parlay, increase the odds. Our next type of bet is what's called a teaser. Now a teaser is very similar to a parlay where you're betting multiple spreads or over-unders. But in a teaser, in football, you can get six points, six and a half points, seven points, up to 10 points. And obviously the odds decrease the more points you're taking because your bet is more likely to win. So these are a good way to, if you're first getting into it and and you're a little worried about being able to prognosticate exact spreads, it gives you a little bit of wiggle room. Now, obviously, both sides have to win for you to win that bet, but you do get a padded spread or or over-under. So so teasers are a good way to to dip your feet in and, and kind of have a little bit of cushion. The last bet we'll talk about is what's called a future bet. Now, a future is basically just a wager on a future outcome of an event or tournament or season. So perfect example is if prior to the season you're betting the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, that's what's called a future bet. And those future bets are basically at higher odds than what you would generally get for a one-game bet or wager. So just as as an example, before the season, I took the Green Bay Packers to win the Super Bowl at 14 to 1 odds. So on a, a money line bet or a spread bet or over under, I'm basically just doubling whatever my bet is or on a minus money line getting a little bit less than what my wager is. Whereas on futures, as, as I just said, I'd be getting back 14 to 1. So you have to wait a little bit longer. It's it's a longer game, a longer season, but obviously it could pay off pretty big in the end. Now, I know this was a lot of information. Obviously, there are a lot of different ways you can bet, different wagers you can place. As we go on in this show, I will be a lot more specific to certain weeks, certain bets, uh, certain odds. So we will get a better idea. I know as a first episode, this wasn't the most exciting. But I did want to get an introduction into sports betting out there for people that maybe have never even heard any of these terms. 
So going forward, we will get a lot more into specifics, specific bets. I will have guests eventually. We will go into the pricing, the daily fantasy lineups and strategies and things of that nature. If you would like a breakdown for Wildcard Weekend for DraftKings DFS, you can check out thehelmsports.com. That's T-H-E-H-E-L-M-S-P-O-R-T-S. I go position by position each week with my favorite plays. I will also be doing every tournament for the upcoming PGA season. So check out the Helm Sports for your daily fantasy needs. You can also check out the My Bets tab to see what bets I'm betting on each week. I mainly focus on NFL, PGA. I will dabble in UFC, college football, college basketball. You can also follow me on Twitter at the Helm Sports. And thank you for tuning in for our first ever episode. I promise it will get more exciting. I know this was a lot of information, maybe a little bit of a slower episode, but I do feel it was pertinent information, and we do have to start somewhere. Eventually, I will have guests. Things will be a little bit faster paced. We will go directly into specifics about DFS slates and best bets. So, yeah, join us again. And again, thank you for listening. I am your host, Derek Helm. And this has been the first ever episode of At The Helm Sports. Thanks, and I'll talk to you soon.